Hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know, Hampton and I joke around about suicide a lot on this show because we've experienced a lot of suicidal thoughts in ourselves and talked to a lot of friends and family about suicide, so we're comfortable with it, and the way we deal with it is to joke around about it. Please don't think that we take it lightly. If you're feeling depressed, especially if you're feeling suicidal right now, please stop the podcast right away and call 1-800-273-TALK. They're incredible. They're always there 24 hours a day. They can help. There are other options besides suicide, and I know that because you are loved by Hampton. Hampton is in love with everyone. I'm Dave Ross. Oh, geez, Dave. It's me, Hampton. Thank you for doing our show, Suicide Buddies, <laughs> with me this week. Um, More than happy to be here. I, as am I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's your first time listening to the show, uh, this is Suicide Buddies. Welcome to show where we talk about suicide and history, suicidal thoughts and depression. And uh, Hampton and I have both dealt with it. So we joke around about it a lot, but please know that we take it seriously. Um, yeah, please don't second guess us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> We've got the creds. We joke we around. We street respect. Because we fucking been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be talking about a, a suicide in history in a little bit. Um, but before that, we just got to remind you to please keep the ratings and reviews coming on <laughs> iTunes. Wow, oh, wow, oh, boy, oh, boy, does that help us. <laughs> oh, what character is that? It's like a Borat light. Yeah, it was Borat. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Did he say wow, 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 wow? <laughs> I don't think you've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's Austin Powers. He saved the world from Dr. Evil. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I watched that movie. Borat is shagadelic. <laughs> and I've always said that. My wife is shagadelic. I still say shagadelic. <laughs> I... <laughs> Does my wife make you horny, baby? Is she a gadelic? Borat really came at an interesting crossroads in in time where nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right before all of that went out the window. Yeah, <laughs> being like, here's how they talk. Man, how great would it have been if they were shooting that movie in New York when nine eleven happened, <laughs> and the movie became about something totally different? <laughs> they just use it. Yeah, we're going with it. <laughs> That'd be pretty ballsy. Yeah, he ends up in uh, Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you're about to hit the road. Is that true? Hell yeah, dude. I'm quitting the podcast. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to (laughs) work. Well, we are we're banking episodes right now. We're recording like fucking banshees, man. We're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. We're in the studio every fucking day, dude. Just throwing down we're like episodes. Like Susie Sue in the banshees. Yeah, dude. Recording. We're like Susie. Is it Susie? It's not Susie Sue in the banshees. Anybody want to hit up on this? It's yeah. It's just Susie in the banshees. Oh shit! I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're fucking stupid. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in this. <laughs> Mean to Hampton character. I think it's the rain. That's true. It's I'm only angry outside. in the rain. 
<laughs> when I listen to garbage, I feel like garbage. Yeah, dude. I'm only happy when it rains. Maybe, maybe you need therapy. Have you ever read a review <laughs> of a garbage deeper. album? At every fucking <laughs> review of a garbage album, this is how you know that no one in the world. By the way, the garbage world, is a band. They're a band, and they have a song called "I'm Only Happy When It Rains." And uh, oh shit, this is how you know no one in the world is creative at all. So I've read like a few reviews that were like, "With this album, garbage finally made their name true," or you know, yeah. Oh, oh, good, good one. You think yeah. they didn't think of that? Yeah, totally. We're calling ourselves garbage. <laughs> Believe me, we thought of this slam. Yeah. Hey, we're the queers. What? You called us queer? <laughs> Fuck hey, back you. off, Dad. <laughs> hey, back off, Dad. Yeah, there's just a band called the Dads. Yeah. That's just all the dads of the queers <laughs> formed a band to just make fun of the queers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's no, it's the Dad. The dad of the guy from the queers and from the losers and from the the guys who need to get their shit together. That's my favorite band. <laughs> wow. I see why they're called Aerosmith now. <laughs> because now I think their songs sound like they're written in the sky. I mean, that's just so fucking funny to think you're yeah. trashing them. Totally. Gotcha. <laughs> but yes, I'm going on tour, man. I leave, uh, this comes out March 15th, this day it's coming out. I've been everywhere, man. Exactly. We're going to make this joke every fucking episode now. (laughs) North Dakota, South Dakota, West Dakota, (laughs) East Dakota, Manchester, New Hampshire. (laughs) I've been four places, man. I have been to Portland. I I have been to Austin. I have been to Houston. And that's it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm I'm really impressed, dude. You're going for like a full month. Wow. You're impressed? I'm impressed, dude, because you're going to have to teach me. I, I, To my mind, I have more credits than you. I have never been able to figure out how to tour. Oh, wow. We're talking about your credits now. <laughs> dude, here, here are my credits. Number one, Suicide Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I love that you Number just two. dropped that on me Number two, out of nowhere. Best Friends with Dave Ross. <laughs> It's so funny that you're going on tour because I have more credits than you. You no, piece I, of shit. No, it. it I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we can pr- admit professional jealousy, it's like it's. Sometimes I'm like, how did you? To just comics, I'm like, how did you figure it out? I've never been able to figure out. Well, yeah, especially when this. you have more credits than them. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you know those babies are coming out for the credits. Yeah, dude. People come out and they're like, "Hey, I saw you on at midnight." <laughs> Hey, I saw a clip of your half hour on ComedyCentral.com. <laughs> I'm always on ComedyCentral.com. Yeah. Harder to get people to watch uh, stand-up is recorded stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> no Sean Patton told it. me that when he got the half hour, um, it, he got like five Twitter followers from it total. <laughs> but there was one dude who watched it while it aired and live tweeted at Sean how much he hates him the whole time. <laughs> What a nightmare. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, very funny if you know how uh, mad Sean likely was. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Well, dude, I'm happy to pass on all of my I'm, skills. I'm just an idiot is more my point. I, no, I've I know. I've never been able to. And I'm, I'm very like, that's that's impressive, man. So, uh, Also, you do have more credits than me. I'm just being a dumbass. <laughs> so where are you, uh, you going to start uh, going? Uh, first date of the tour is April 1st in Boulder, Colorado. 
I'm taking a couple days to just sort of drive through the mountains myself. That's you know? beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, then Boulder, then Omaha, then through the Midwest for a little bit. Um, Chicago, Detroit, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Minneapolis, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, a couple other places. I'm doing a festival in Pittsburgh called Burning Bridges. <laughs> then in Pennsylvania a little I'm bit. I'm killing myself in Pennsylvania I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, be in New York City and New England. And then I'm after that, uh, well, in New York City, my buddy Chris Charpentier meets up with me and we're co-headlining the rest of it. And we're going like through the South, you know, oh, wow. Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and then down to Louisiana and Texas up to Oklahoma City and Albuquerque, Tucson, back to L.A. So, guys, if you want the Dave Ross STD, if you want to touch uh-huh. this man live in person, go to DaveRoss.com. I, Would that be a good place to send people for today? Yeah, Oh, yeah, Dave to the Ross.com. Dave to the Ross. D-A-V-E-T-O-T-H-E-R-O-S-S.com. Yeah. All the ticket info and, you know, Facebook event links are there. I got some great art. Man, we're getting T-shirts. <laughs> It's going to be a real thing. We're getting t-shirts. We're getting t-shirts. <laughs> There's just some polos we picked up at Gap. Totally. <laughs> no, man, not from Gap, from Goodwill. Uh, and I'm exclusively going to be buying shirts from Goodwill that are from other people's tours. <laughs> Every hotel you go to, uh, take the bathrobe and sell it on stage. That's a great idea. And the sell towels the and the yeah, bed. Everything you've rubbed your DNA on. <laughs> and I write my name on the mattress. <laughs> This is the new <laughs> accused Dave Ross of being a serial killer across America tour is you give DNA evidence to every crowd. Literally none of your suggestions are helpful. <laughs> Nothing you've said is helping people get to my shows at all. You're just like, well, you don't have enough credits and you're a murderer, but congratulations. Well, uh, no, <laughs> I'm saying they're going to wrongfully accuse you of murder, Dave. Oh, right. And the jury will believe them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one look at you, and it's like... Obviously, I'm a killer. Obviously. Obviously. On stage. <laughs> I mean, I guess I am a serial I'm killer. A serial killer on stage. Since I'm doing a set every night, I guess I am a serial killer. <laughs> I'm going to be killing every day, man. <laughs> Hey, Hampton, I have a question. Have you ever fucking crushed? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, are, do, do standing O's count? Getting do, a standing O from the crowd? I've never seen you knock at a standing O. Standing O is when the audience stands up and they have an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's they what I'm start, talking about. They start coming in their pants. Dude, you know what I'm, my what goal happened? in stand-up is? Fucking Madison Square Garden, triple standing O. <laughs> I'm talking standing O up top. Standing O at the bottom of the show, and just in the middle, halfway through a joke, they're like, "We love this," and then they stand O. They stand O. Can we stop having comedy at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, I mean, like, why arenas? Why are we doing this? I feel like that about most comedy venues. <laughs> like, if more than fifty people can fit in there, why is there stand up here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just so different. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's intimate. It's dirty. It's supposed to be just like you know. I don't know, dark. Totally. Dealing with fucked up thoughts. It's like, who's like, you know, I went to the concession stand, I got 60 bucks worth of food, and now I'm going to enjoy this cool humor that me and 60,000 other people are going to enjoy. And like, I'm an individual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. My favorite thing about watching stand up is being 500 feet from it. (laughs) I one time saw it was like a funnier die tour and it was like 
Zach Galifianakis, Dimitri Martin, and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty good. It was in a stadium, but more because they just addressed how awful it was to do comedy inside <laughs> yeah. of a stadium. Like, that was the whole night. So weird. Was them making fun of that. And Dimitri Martin had, like, a laser pointer. So he'd point to, like, the very back (laughs) of the stadium. (laughs) Like, that was, like, his whole bit was just doing laser point, you know, comedy. It is so crazy. I was like, that that kind of did it, yeah. All right, everybody, welcome to the Verizon Amphitheater. Are you ready for my subversive thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Did everybody get their complimentary (laughs) Coca-Cola? Let's talk about the government. You know who I think about murdering? Yeah. <laughs> Lock the doors. No one gets out. Yeah. Release the gas. <laughs> Gotham City, you are not safe. Take back your city. Is that Batman? Bane did the best stand-up <laughs> comedy in an arena I've ever seen. Because he murdered the football team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then he did his stand-up set. Yeah, dude. He fucking exploded that arena. <laughs> I would love to see Bane, like, later years, like... He's like smoking on stage, you know, putting his foot up on the stool. And he's like, you know, sometimes people don't realize that the city's free. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers out there be trifling. <laughs> How did he become? <laughs> he's an urban comic? Guys, so... <laughs> these are just some thoughts. These are just some thoughts. I'm just fucking around, oh, yo. Oh, what else? <laughs> what else is in the What news? else did I want to talk about? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Harvey Dent isn't a hero. <laughs> Murdering. I, I love that that was part of that movie. The third one was him. I know this is me really reaching here, but like him, whole, his thing was like, well, guess what? Harvey Dent, this guy you all liked was a loser. And it's like, who the fuck can remember a news story from five years ago? Like you're just telling all of Gotham, like, remember that guy, the D, the oh, DA yeah. who died? <laughs> Yeah, it was bullshit. And like, everyone was like, what? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> My entire city identity yeah, rested on that you man. You just blew up the bridges. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, dude. We have other shit to deal with. <laughs> I don't remember that news story. I don't, I don't even know. know who the last president was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Yeah, was, uh, Lincoln, then nothing. Yeah, dude. Lincoln, uh, then Grant. <laughs> then Taft, because he was big. Taft. I remember Taft. Taft Taft was important. I remember the first Roosevelt, (laughs) the one in the wheelchair. (laughs) Do you think Trump will make it to the end of his presidency? It seems like it. If he hasn't been kicked out now. Dude, it's only been 10 days. What? (laughs) Man. We need to slow down on recording this podcast. (laughs) Well, I will say it's been a short amount of time to have this much threat of nuclear annihilation happen. Right. And like, you know, collusion with another government and the fact that he's a rapist, you know, all that stuff. Uh, (laughs) A racist rapist, which I would contend is slightly worse. Make a right. (laughs) (laughs) Two wrongs make a right. (laughs) Yeah, we call him Ray Ray. Actually, <laughs> sorry, that was the worst joke I've ever made. <laughs> I swear to God, this is a podcast about suicide, folks. I swear to God, we'll touch on that. Dude, I was a... Uh... Wow, man, that's me realizing that I said Ray Ray again and laughing again. <laughs> the thing I've been laughing at uh, a lot is uh, CNN 
like keeps talking about the Stormy Daniels uh, Trump thing, mm-hmm. but they don't use she's her, hot. They don't use her real name. They just call her Stormy Daniels. So funny. And I'm like, just use her real name. You yeah. speak, like you could be like, you know, I don't know what her real name is. Elizabeth Sherman, aka Stormy Daniels. Yeah. But so they're like. Stormy Daniels has accused President Trump of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what if her name was like Jismerelda St. Clair? <laughs> like, it's equivalent yeah. to being like Busty St. LaRue accused <laughs> Trump. There's a, a porn star whose name always makes me laugh. Her name is Emma Butt. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a like, good name. It's so funny. It's like, my name yeah. is Danielle she, Sex. She, I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Uh, well, Dan- Daniel Blowjob. <laughs> Hi, my name's Daniel Blowjob. Guess what I don't do? Yeah. My poor name is Dave Filmed Intercourse. <laughs> Johnny Pornography. Yeah, it just uh, seems like it, it, it almost seems like counterintuitive to her case. Yes. Well, it's also, like just, I've noticed. A real name. Slowly over the course of Obama's presidency, the, I know I'm sick of it. <laughs> I <laughs> still sick of it, yeah, bro. dude. I'm fucking tired of it. Um, <laughs> with his wife, you know, my wife, sick of her. Sure, his wife <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, that's selfless Borat. <laughs> Your wife, empathetic Borat. Yeah. Your wife. Your wife. <laughs> oh man, dude, that uh, honestly is not going to get a huge reaction. That might be the best character we've ever done. <laughs> empathetic, empathetic Borat. You just your says, wife. Your wife. Your wife. Uh, um, uh, slowly over Obama's presidency, I noticed, like. Reputable news outlets getting more loosey goosey with the terminology for politicians, and mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. like CNN will just call President Trump the Donald, and like I think he's a dumbass, <laughs> but like you're CNN, you shouldn't be saying the Donald hey. at eight p.m. on a Friday. Night. Don't you kneel? Get up and salute the flag. Okay. With your erection. I CNN should have known. <laughs> now you, <laughs> I understand. Believe what you're saying. I mean that that is funny to me. The Donald. Guess yeah. what? The Donald did this weekend. Fat boy McPresident face. Uh, <laughs> I'm Anderson Cooper. Um, um, yeah, I know. It, it's it's really hard to watch. Uh, <laughs> I like to watch. <laughs> it's hard to watch. I, I get most of my news from uh, tweets that are blasted <laughs> at me. Name one tweet that wasn't blasted, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, we're always blasting. <laughs> Dude, Man, I'm, I'm if life were like that, if every conversation you were blasting... <laughs> Folks, uh, blast us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, we have episodes on Patreon we've Dude, been putting up that are gonna, super We've been funny. blasting our Patreon episodes all over your tits. <laughs> <laughs> Our first goal is uh, is 100 Patreons. We, we're still trying to get there, guys. So please, uh, if yeah. you enjoy this content and you want more of it, uh, hit us up there. And if you can't do that, if you can't swing it, at least write us a really nice, sweet iTunes review. Yeah. Because all this helps. You guys enjoy the podcast. We want to do better. We want to reach a bigger audience. And you could help us uh, if you, you only had the heart. <laughs> and you do. To do it. We know you do. We can smell it. <laughs> Look. Ew. <laughs> You're going to need jeans. 
<laughs> well, you're going to find out what that's about in just a second. People are so annoyed that we haven't changed the ad yet. It was just one person who said one thing one, one time. One person one time. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Guys, we have heard the voice of the people. <laughs> you know a lot. You can now know a lot about how Hampton and I deal with ourselves emotionally. <laughs> If any one person ever says one thing, that feels like five million people saying it to us. We got one bad review on iTunes, and it made both of us sad for three weeks. <laughs> no, dude, we just got two more bad reviews. Did we really? Which kind of blew my mind, because they were bad reviews, but they also gave us like three stars. Huh. It's like, why even get online, you what piece of shit? What did the reviews say? Go fuck yourself. Like, who's like, I need people to know that this this podcast was a maybe for me. Wow. <laughs> like wow just shut the fuck up but it's so funny because i got super depressed i was just like really yeah because you know what their main complaint was me no <laughs> yeah really? bo- both ones were like uh yeah that dude uh just won't shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i have a similar complaint I knew it would make you feel so good to hear that. Oh, I man. It. it is nice to be like the good one. You know what they said? <laughs> that, they said that other dude keeps interrupting the host. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it made me in a great mood to go do my show. Oh, I'm <laughs> that sorry. Night. That's stupid. No, it was so funny to me. No, it was it was honestly hysterical. And what's funny is like I was driving there and I was feeling like a little upset. But then I was like... It was funny in that day, like we had like three new like Patreon subscribers. I yeah. was like, that is so much more effort of someone to be like, I like this podcast, I want more of it. Yeah, and it's like this subtle thing, but like one person who's like gets on almost the Yelp of podcasts and is like, you know what, that guy was kind of annoying. I'm like, that, that guy speaks for everyone. That's exactly how I feel every time <laughs> I get any comment. But you know what the the thing about that is. That's the thing you and I have talked about, and I feel like I interrupt you a lot, too, and I have to monitor it. Like, it's... Dave, shut up. Okay, listen. What I'm trying to say is... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like, if I think about it, with comments like that, people people write when they can't see your face. They write so much more extremely, and oh, that dude. is actually, like, perfectly fine commentary. And if that's their comment, and otherwise they like the show... That's literally something you and I are working on, and we're getting, like... Yeah, yeah. The first few episodes were just you and I at the same time going, ah! Like, <laughs> me, though, me, 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 me. It really was. Yeah, we just had a huge We're getting problem. better and better and better at figuring out how to be a duo and shit. I think that's fine, man. Um, yeah, you're right. They were totally right. <laughs> they were right, and you suck. No, like, what I mean is, if that is valid commentary, and it must be because we've talked about it, and, and about us both doing that, and, like, fuck you for singling him out, assholes. I do it, too. Um, and I don't do it, and I'm great. And uh, <laughs> But I don't know. I'm just trying to make you feel better. I think that that's, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like liter- no, it's like what I'm thinking. It's like, it's so funny. You just ring out the negative as, like, well, that's clearly the deciding right. force is but, someone who took the time to be mad online, which is so crazy because to you or I, like how often have you ever like, and we have friends who post like wild shit on Facebook where you're like, okay, I really want to chime in on this. Right. And you stop yourself a million times. I feel like that's the rational person who's like, I'd rather just make people feel good. Yeah. I, I'd rather not just selectively call out people. Dude. <laughs> so to me, some it's people just like, get off on that. It's true. Yeah, and you know what? That person was pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> they did a very good job. Uh, um, it's funny, too, because the first negative uh, review we got on iTunes was 
a guy who was like mad because he came at it from like well he was more here for the history yeah and um he was really mean and that sucks and that made me feel bad Mm -hmm. but if i think about what he said he was like these guys just they're fucking terrible at research basically <laughs> and the thing is that yeah, yeah. we are really literate when it comes to mental health and mm-hmm. comedy and we're learning how to speak about the historic part of things so that makes yeah, sense actually can i say yeah one of the comments and i know this is really stupid to be i mean this is more just funny to me to talk about these comments cuz yeah. i think they kind of uh, illuminate something but so someone was like um you know, you could get more information out of this podcast. And I kind of was like, you know what? I've never walked away from one of our podcasts and been like, I needed to know more. Huh? Like, yeah. I always feel like we ask the questions we want to know answered. Totally. And to me, it's like the heart of every episode we always talk about is like, what's important about this story? Yeah. What is it important? What does, well, and, and maybe it's we, interesting missed, if, we miss details to be like, oh, what type of gun was it? Or what type right. you know, of like noose or something that's like, salacious and like nancy grace to me like if you're here for that like i'm sorry (laughs) like i don't want to do that kind of podcast i want to talk about what's important about that story more than the details i do think though that we are the thing that we are less good at and getting better at i'm not knocking us is the like recounting history part Mm -hmm. uh but yeah still if you want if you came for salaciousness I mean, I'm sorry. We we just wouldn't feel good having a suicide podcast in which we didn't focus on mental health. We just <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, guys, just the random chance that one out of the however many of you are listening uses it as a trigger and we lose that person. I don't want to be. I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> fuck that. And so if you listen and you're like, tell me how he fucking yeah. killed himself specifically. I need to know. That's why we're not. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, we're we're about to take a break. Are uh, we? Yeah, yeah. And I think. Uh, so uh, you decide, huh? I'll teach. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I am commanding you. Uh, and I, I think keeping that in mind going into the story. Yeah. Uh, as we come back into it, this is a story about this man named John Noble who uh, killed himself in Las Vegas uh, when he was uh, denied his access uh, to unlimited buffet. At a at a resort. Whoa, and that's not the whole story. No, there's a lot more going into it. <laughs> Fun fact about him too: he was the lead singer of the Beatles. <laughs> Ringo, <laughs> Ringo Starr and the Beatles. That's the name of the His full name, name of the band. Star. He's clearly the star. Yeah, yeah. Ken <laughs> Kenneth Starr. Did you know that Kenneth Starr was Ringo Starr's father? <laughs> That's why he's so beautiful with his singing. Oh my god! Yeah, because Kenneth Starr was a beautiful singer. That's why he was able to get Bill Clinton impeached. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll take a quick. What break are we even and be talking right back. about? Okay, we'll be back. All right. I guess. <laughs> Baby. What happens in Vegas <laughs> ends your life. 
<laughs> oh no that's the saying right that is the worst promotion that a city yeah. could have <laughs> come to vegas and die come to vegas because it's over <laughs> <laughs> the hangover four they all kill themselves <laughs> oh this hangover sucks and they just kill themselves uh, one last big score in vegas <laughs> Oceans zero. <laughs> I, I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised Vegas has just been allowed to exist. Yeah, it's weird. It seems so almost anti-American as a city. It's so crazy because not it's only is it vice. like yeah, so like all of the vices, but we have to just like pump water there. <laughs> like we didn't put the land of vices oh, really? somewhere where we didn't have to steal water. From oh, is that true for Vegas? It's the desert. Well, I know that's already true for L.A. Yeah. Yeah, it's all fraud. They're both very similar in that sense. I mean, yeah, I kind of always like love when people talk to me, especially we're visiting from New York, and they'd be like, well, it's just so fake here. I'm like, that's what I love. Yeah. It's, We've it's talked about insane this. to me that this is just a made-up city. I it also, shouldn't exist. I have a stand-up <laughs> bit about this, too. Like, <laughs> that's the, fun to me. Because I grew up in New York, and mm -hmm. that's what my buddies from New York say. They specifically say that people are fake nice in L.A., and it's like, you know, I think that's semantics. You call it fake nice, and we call it not screaming at each other on the bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I love New York, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I said, I'm from there, but it's so funny that our reputation is fake because there's definitely fakeness here, but also it's really chill and yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's the funny thing is like Vegas, like I know a couple people who were born and raised in Vegas. They don't even associate with the uh, gambling culture. Yeah. It's just a huge metropolitan city. Yeah. It has its own like, you know, world. But then it's like, I but mean, Ve Vegas has the illusion also where they're like, you come here, baby, this could be your weekend. I think it's even more than LA. You could be a billionaire. In LA, it's more like, I think because of the general vibe and because of the entertainment industry, people get into a habit of being, of like not sure. wanting to ruffle feathers. I think that's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. And that does suck. Right. But in Vegas, it's like, they're lying to you to get your money. That yeah. at that moment, and they only got nice in Vegas. I'd say in the last like forty years. Yeah, like before right. that, it was just like, just look at shot. that dude, beat the fuck out of him, yeah. take his money. Like it was um, just so mafia run. Totally. And then if they you cl win, they cleaned it up a little bit. One Same thing you got to know about Vegas: if you win too much money, we're gonna take you into the kitchen and hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I mean, like, like before Cirque du Soleil came by, and like families could be like, "Oh, look, French trapeze. This is fun." Like before that, it was just like Frank Sinatra's on stage. He points to your wife. Suddenly, your wife has to fuck Frank Sinatra yeah. backstage. Hey, shut the fuck up! You're gonna get a lobster dinner. <laughs> like, it was just like that, and that casino was run by Tommy Knuckles. I also, yeah, totally. <laughs> Jimmy, three murders. <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> What's weird is he had five murders yeah. under his belt. Well, the name already stuck, and he kept murdering people. It was hard to keep changing the name. Um, this town, what a town, <laughs> lady luck. I mean, like Vegas is so funny to yeah. me. I, I Murder a lady. I, I, wanna get, I, <laughs> I swear we'll get into the story, but I, I want to like set up almost the stage of Vegas. Like um, I've only been like maybe twice in my life, never for really fun. Yeah, uh, I've like, been a few times and only uh, like I think I've been four times in my life and oh, okay. two of them were good experiences <laughs> okay but they were because i went knowing what it was and not expecting anything yeah because if you go 
and your attitude is like, this place is a spectacle. It's crazy. Um, gambling is fun, but I'm going to like sort of keep it to a minimum. Mm-hmm. And you just walk yeah. around. Because if you go to Vegas to explore, it's incredible. Really? Dude. Well, because so many of the casinos connect and then like there's neon everywhere and like weird performances and every casino yeah. is trying to keep you there. So they have like weird rides and just fucking they really random did work shit. on the spectacle angle, like to clean yeah. it up. That was their whole thing. It's like it's a big theme park. Yeah. And now like when I go, I gamble and I'll, what I'll do is I'll like take out a hundred bucks a day. <laughs> I'm so bad at gambling. And I'm like the way I treat it is like okay, uh, this hundred. It's like I'm. I'm at a theme park. Mm-hmm. I'm spending a hundred bucks to ride rides, and that's totally. how I'm treating gambling. It's like I'm buying yeah. a bag of weed. Oh, I always um, say like you know, two hundred bucks yeah. is my my thing. But every table I've gone to, like people literally would get up and be like, "You've ruined the table." Yeah, <laughs> like they, they let me know. Wow, you suck. You're ruining the flow. Wow, and I was like, "I'm sorry. I'm just. I don't. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm no sociopath like you who lives here." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to play blackjack because I have a job. <laughs> well, I've always that been was like, very mean uh, of me. A, cas- a casino is like a, if a graveyard could smoke. Ha <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's just people waiting to die. So I, I I was looking into Vegas a bit, and it's like, well, here's the thing too. Oof, around it's to a finish one city. thing I was saying before. One of the things, I mean, it really is a lie, it, because in so many ways, just like. The way it's advertised, the way gambling is advertised is mm-hmm. you're going to win money. But the reason the city exists is that the house wins <laughs> 70% of the time or whatever. I don't know what the exact statistic is, but it's more than half. Yeah. No, uh, the whole city's slogan is based on a complete lie. What happens here stays here. It's like, why the fuck? Why are you telling people that? That's awful. <laughs> you're basically saying you can come here and fucking cheat on your wife. Cheat on your wife. Vegas. <laughs> or lose a lot of money. You piece of shit also the casinos are designed (laughs) to get you to gamble more it's like it's just dishonest they design the layout of the building so you can't leave and you might hit a slot machine on your way out and lose more fucking money well Uh, i was looking up some like suicide statistics about vegas and one interesting thing like right as i was about to start this with you is like they were like really trying to stress that like uh like a very small percentage of these suicides in vegas are actually about gambling Okay. They're, they're making the point about more about mental health and like, you know, it's the it's the 500 other factors going on in your life right, that course. you're not addressing that it's like, yeah, maybe you lost some bets. Oh, of course. There, but you've you've like messed up your life and they're continuing to down like a bad path. But, so it's just like, well, either way, yeah. then Vegas attracts people that have trouble what kind in of, their life. What I was thinking is like. It's interesting to read that sort of study because it's like, well, you're saying that, but also I think there's like ramifications of things. Like if someone loses their fortune or whatever, you know, their right. their money, you know, there's a ripple effect inside of that family. It compounds every single problem. Yeah. So it's like gambling as a one entity actually has a lot of effects. And yes, it's it's one of, you know, 500 things. It's certainly not what's making your father yell at you or whatever. Sure. You know? Like... Well, there's also just a really terrible, um, it it, and I'm like, the by the way, we're not writing off Vegas entirely. Like I said, I've nah, been, yeah. <laughs> not I, here yet. I hear you. I've been there and had fun, and I know people that deal with it in a healthy way. But like you, I, I like the townies. I like the people who are yeah, actually from there. Totally, exactly. I hate the tourist culture in the same way I hate Disneyland. There's some great bands out of Vegas. 
the killers. <laughs> <laughs> but he looked uh, like somebody's girlfriend who looked like a boyfriend. Well, somebody told me that. Somebody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the song. Somebody told me that. I'm Mr. Um, Brightside. And somebody told me that. I actually, I, I'm pretty good at uh, doing them at karaoke. So I guess it they're, is they're like, I don't know. I guess I didn't want to shit on Vegas entirely because I know people no. love it. But no, it is it is dark, man. Well, let me, let me expand on that. I mean, like, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't want to just, it's not like. You can't write every, a place Everyone off. who's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The people who are from there are actually really cool. The people who visit there, it's like, yeah, tourists suck. Tourists suck in general. Go to Times Square. It's also one of the worst places on earth. (laughs) But I'm telling you, man, I've been. Okay, so I went when I was like 19, when I was 22, when I was like 29 or something. And then recently and recently I went a friend's bachelor party and it was just a bunch of I didn't even know barely all the people. Um, It was like six of us at a hotel room. We like ran around and gambled, walked around, went to some bars. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's And it was just like, yeah, it really is just. So there's nowhere else like it visually, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But you can get sucked in and get Dr- hurt. Dr- drugs seem like such a weird thing to put on top of Vegas. Yeah. It's like, aren't you just already kind of tripping just alone walking down the fucking <sighs> strip? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, but but I don't think you're wrong pointing out that there's just kind of this weird general darkness there. Yeah. And so I was you looking You gotta at, watch yourself, man. It's tough. I think it's one of, like... In the nation of the United States, I think it's like one of the fourth largest places to like commit suicide. Really? And the rate there is double what it is nationally. Whoa. Like it's, and uh, a lot of people there Vegas have. number one. <laughs> <laughs> you play Keno. And like, yeah, you can't see, but I have a kill foam themselves. finger on right now. <laughs> Vegas number one, baby. Vegas one. Yeah, dude. Shaped like a gun. I was really excited when I saw that Vegas got a hockey team. And I was like, finally, they have something fucking else for the people who live there that just treat it like a normal city. That's fair. Yeah, dude. They should have a hockey team. Yeah, they should have something. My entire life, Uh, they haven't had any professional. uh, The Dead Gamblers. (laughs) (laughs) The Riverboat Gamblers. Yeah, totally. The Vegas AFI. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, I just want to rattle, rattle off some Vegas rattle. suicide stats here. Um, more Nevadans die via suicide uh, than homicide, HIV, AIDS, or car crashes. Whoa. They die from suicide. That That's a high number. Everywhere else, car crashes is like by far the biggest thing, isn't it? Car crashes is really big. Heart disease is, is pretty much the number one, you mm. know? And like suicide usually is pretty low, but I think they're they're trying to make this case about like, yeah, it's a little bit unnatural in this area, and I think it is due to the unfortunate repercussions of a lot of people losing their fortunes, yeah, being involved in an industry where that happens. Well, there's also this other, and this ties into the story we're going to do this week. Mm-hmm. There's also a social fakeness in that, like, literally, if you're in a casino. Basically, everyone you interact with who you don't know is trying to get something out of you. Yeah. They're either trying to keep you in the building or they're trying to get your money and your gambling or they're trying to get tips from you in one way or another. Or they're trying to be like, come on to our ride. It only costs $35 (laughs) to sit in a fucking fake truck or whatever. Have you ever seen Uh, the movie uh, Heart Eight? No. It's uh, I got a heart eight, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> All right, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a, it's Paul Thomas. No, I you Paul read Thomas Anderson's you first read that review. review in iTunes. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anton, I believe you'll find you were the fucking piece of shit. I'm just trying to prove to people that it was accurate when I said that I need to shut the fuck up too. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. So uh, it's a really good movie. It's it's Paul Thomas Anderson's movie before Boogie Nights, and it's just like what's it called? Heart Eight. I got a Heart Eight. <laughs> Damn, dude. Aristotle <laughs> loves you for that. Yeah, man. Well, I'm pretty funny. <laughs> Plus, I think you both have eight-inch penises, and you just really relate on that level. No, I was talking about a solid eight minutes of stand-up. I have a girl penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a anyway. huge dick, but it's shaped like a vagina. Heart Aid is an incredible <laughs> movie. It's basically, it starts off with kind of just a dude who's a Vegas guy. He's just like, I know how to live here for almost free. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, you just bet a little bit at a table. You take your chips back around. You keep cashing out, and they give you free drinks. Eventually, they'll give you a free room. Yeah. Eventually, they'll give you free food. Like they're just like, yeah, you're staying here at the at the hotel. We'll give you everything if you just keep gambling. Yeah, it's they're kind of just making a point about like, yeah, you could easily just sit at the machines all all your life, huh? If you oh, wanted wow. to, and there's actually a way to do it where you're breaking even. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not how you're going to actually win big you know, right. in Vegas. Man, that isn't that cr- that's one of the <clears throat> every now and then when I'm at it, like like uh, any place with slot machines, I like can get myself to a mental place where I stop and pay attention to the people at the machines and there's always a few people that like that's what they do. They sit there all day. <laughs> that's what they do. No, I know, I know. It's really it's really social quite security sad. checks or whatever, man, like yeah, you know? I, that's that's kind of my point. It's like, yeah, casinos are these greedy, awful yeah, it's things it that sucks. are just kind of destroying people. And it's like, of course, they're like, yeah, just smoke in here. What the fuck? Like, yeah, we, don't we don't care if we're bleeding you dry. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Get a prostitute. We wish everyone was a prostitute. <laughs> Sex worker. Look at these mm-hmm. two gay men and their tiger. Whatever. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Stop totally. asking questions. <laughs> it's, a, the, it's funny, too, how everything... Like, if... What everything is sadder there. Everything you could yeah. do, including stand up. I've done <laughs> absolutely s- done stand up in Vegas one time. A local comic there, like on a run I was doing, got me a guest spot at this club, and I ate fucking shit. I ate shit so hard that mm. I went up to this comic who I'd never met before that day, and it was like, dude, please believe me, I do better than that. <laughs> and he was like, Nah, man. This is what he said. He's like. <laughs> Everyone bombs here. Don't worry about it. Unless you're doing crowd work, everybody bombs because the way that you get tickets to this show is if you lost all your money, they just comp you into the comedy club. So the whole crowd... Yeah, the whole crowd's aggressive and <laughs> yeah. mad. They're just like, fuck. This dude better be talking about how I'm going to make my money back. This better be funny because otherwise... I'm just going to be thinking about how my kids won't go to college. <laughs> what, uh, Dude, and uh, this is my dumb... Um, when I was in Vegas, I was just watching my friend do... We were going to go on some like road tour, and he was like, we have to stop in Vegas for like an afternoon. I said I'd participate in this contest. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What? And so we go to Vegas before we go on this road tour. Uh-huh. And um, he's my friend, so I'm like kind of down to just watch him perform and whatever. Yeah. And this dude who I started out in D.C., he was like just this known liar 
His okay. name was Mike Diesel. <laughs> oh, wow. And he would name. just make up extraordinary lies, like be like, yeah, I used to open for Bill Hicks. And like, uh, yeah, I'm a per- close personal friend of the Clintons. And like <laughs> wow. he would tell stories where like somebody like whipped a bottle at his head, like a tomahawk, and he like caught it. Yeah. And he's like a 400 pound man yeah. <laughs> who's just lying. And so like I run into this dude who I haven't seen in like five years, something, you know, like at this Vegas comedy contest. And he's like smoking a stogie. And he's like walking up, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hey, hey, um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like here to like help judge the contest." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, cool, like, all right, yeah, sure." And like, "All right, it's good to see you, man. Bye." And then it's like he, I watched the contest, and he performs in the contest. Like he just lied <laughs> to my face. Whoa! Like I'm like, I can see you. You're not a judge. <laughs> Weird. Like he was like trying to pass it off. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need this. This wow. win for this contest. More like Mike unleaded. <laughs> <laughs> One time, actually, we were in DC and like he would help run this open mic, and somebody like signed in and their name was Rob Noxious. Yes. So, like, what? Obnoxious. That's amazing. But Rob Noxious. And like Mike Diesel was calling the role, and he's like, Rob Noxious, hold on. That is an incredible name. <laughs> like, he was just like, you're going to go far. Oh. That's a good name. See, this is where Mike Diesel and I agree. <laughs> Rob Noxious and Mike Diesel. Um, All right, we got Noxious get- gas, diesel gas. <laughs> we'll get into this guy. Um, we'll get into him. John Noble. Yeah. Uh, one of the heirs to the Barnes and Noble franchise. No, um, How great would that be? <laughs> he's a pretty. Why would that be great? <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty regular guy, but I guess um, how this begins is... Yeah, he put on one pant leg at a time, <laughs> just like everybody else. <laughs> on Easter Sunday, 2015, he shot himself in line at the M Resort uh, in uh, Las Vegas, the M Resort Spa Casino. And three days later, he was reborn. <laughs> Well, he was reborn in the mashed potatoes (laughs) of the buffet. And so if you've ever seen that mashed potato guy running around Vegas, that's who it is. Okay. (laughs) This guy, it's it's so funny because how I came across this story was I was looking up some other thing and then they were like, you know how Google sometimes, did you mean blah, blah, blah? What's Google? (laughs) <laughs> it's like Ask Jeeves, but better. Oh, I it's love like Ask Jeeves. It's like Dog Pile. <laughs> Dude, I, use, I still use Lycos. Uh, okay, so, so one of yeah. these stories just came up. I was looking up some Vegas stuff, and they were like, Vegas man who killed him sign you know, in line at the buffet? Wow. I was like, I have to see this, this story. Whoa. So... This it was Easter Sunday. He goes in yeah. and he, with a gun. Did he hurt anybody else? No. Uh, a couple people did go to the hospital because there was a, like pa- there was a panic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a panic when he did that, and like there are generally a lot of people at a casino buffet. Yeah, no, seriously. There, there were some people who were like talking about it. They were like, "I wasn't. I was in line waiting an hour, and then I had to watch a guy shoot himself." <laughs> like, wow, and it's like, which one's worse? <laughs> I kind of was like, wow, damn, damn. You waited an hour to get into a buffet and you had to watch a person shoot themselves. Yeah. Fucking monstrous. And he he did it and I was like, buddy, I get it. I've been here forever. So it was was just this odd headline to read. And you're like, I mean, that's what's so funny. And we'll get into it later because I almost feel, feel like there was maybe a smear campaign by the casino to like make this guy look... Awful. Worse than he was yeah. to be like, because for one, every article would read like 
swanky casino, the M Resort in Las Vegas. Like they would say, the beautiful M Resort. <laughs> and we're like, okay, this is a PR That's person. So funny. Fat guy ruins perfect palace. <laughs> 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 that's kind of like what I was taking away from these articles. It's like that's a PR person be like, okay, you have to at least say we're gorgeous, like say <laughs> yeah, we're gorgeous. Totally. And uh, this guy, he was his story is fucked up because basically what happened was he won uh, in in 2010. He won a lifetime admittance to their buffet. Whoa. He got to eat there every day if he wanted to, multiple times. He could bring one guest. He was their lifetime winner. So, and then he did that, right? He literally yeah. ate there every day. Yeah. They so. didn't <laughs> expect that. I'll bet you. Because <laughs> this guy, I have a lot of empathy for him, but I also feel like, you know, there's a couple of things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing that will. It's going to lead you down a dark path. Sure. And one such behavior would be going eating to at a, a buffet. Going to a buffet <laughs> every day. That being your like, routine, first it, of all, and it was for three years, dude. So that's first that's of a all, lot. you just want to talk that's about physiologically. Mm-hmm. The nutrition you're getting at a buffet is low. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. like, I'm sorry yeah. to make this kind of a sweeping judgment because, like, mm-hmm. no, uh, totally. It's it's but crazy. like nutrition affects how you feel about yourself. And I have had chunks of my life where I ate fast food for every meal. <laughs> no, and you I know don't. what. Yeah, I was way more depressed. Yeah, absolutely. It just does it. I mean, I, I've done that. I know what it does to me. Like, I gained a, a huge amount of weight. When I actually first moved here, and I was I, one of my first writing jobs was with Barry Sobel, who I think you maybe tangentially know. Oh, I know him. Anyway, he was getting some fucking gimme show from his friend Tom Hanks. Like oh, Tom I Hanks remember this. Some money to do I it. I remember this so well because you, Rob Gleason, and Sean Perlman got it, and Alan Stringham Williams got didn't get the job. <laughs> And I yeah. loved it we so didn't, much. We didn't get the job. <laughs> he didn't get the job to get hit on every day by this man with poor health who is struggling to stand the Every closet. single writer on the show is a skinny, baby-faced boy comedian. Yeah, at the time I was yeah. there. So what, what, would, what would happen is sometimes I'd have to just pick him up to bring him to the office. Uh-huh. And I just remember like... I, he, I got him up. I woke him up on the couch he was staying on. And he was like, let's go to Panda Express. Okay. And we yeah. went to Panda Express. He got like a bunch of Panda Express. And then like I had to like clear him with his assistant or something. And mm-hmm. he was like, what do you eat this morning? I was like, well, Panda Express. And he's like, God damn it. We've told him to stay away from Panda Express. And wow. the whole thing was like, you know, his health had been shit. His depression had been terrible. Yeah. And they were like. I just thought it was so funny that an assistant, like, that was his job, was to keep him away from Panda Express. Yeah. I mean, it really is a real thing. And so, I mean, there's so many things about going to a buffet every day that are bad. Because, first of all, it's the nutrition. Then, if you gain weight and you start to think you look badly, that affects your self-image. But then, there's just the, like, the first of all, the routine of... Someone else making your food every day does a weird thing to your brain. And then it's the true. fact that it's inside a casino, this dark place. Yeah. And the fact that it's fake and these people don't actually care about you. Yeah. It like sort of develops a weird not like understanding of what your own life is. Yeah. I'm definitely not trying to like body shame anybody, but whatever. No, yeah. <laughs> never. But what I was what I'm saying, I do make fun of people who make poor decisions all the time. It's like, you know, yeah. I, I would say with that, it's like, you know, it's an indulgence and it's also like maybe like the nutrition that you're getting there is going to put your body chemistry, therefore, out of whack. Yeah. And it's going to send your brain into like 
bad areas that it probably shouldn't be in. So John Noble had been going there all the time. He'd bring his mom all the time for like three years. And then his mom passed away. Oh, man. And it sent him into a hugely depressive spiral. Sure. So during that three years, you know, it's so funny to me. It's like when I read the story, it's like that became like his cheers. Yeah. You know, it's like you say this, you know, like we we talk about, you know, what he's eating. But it's also like this is his now his social environment. Yeah. Because he thinks he's building this whole relationship with the wait staff. Yeah. Because he's there all the time. He's a regular. Yeah. But it's like. I don't know. Have you ever seen? But um, they're at work. Have you ever seen As Good as It Gets? <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's a good. It's a good. It's like almost the best version of like, okay, this annoying customer. Yeah. Who? But he he's has mental problems. But it's almost like I need this restaurant. Yeah. Like I don't have anything else. Wait, is that what that movie? Is about? <laughs> so that's what kind of happens in, as good as it gets. It's Helen Hunt and him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Jack Nicholson, and she's the server. I'm not good with people. That's basically the whole movie. He's so funny in that movie. <laughs> He's hysterical. Yeah. It's a great movie about mental it's illness, really, too. It's really good. Because he has really, really <laughs> severe obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really interesting. So, And it's also like that same sort of thing of building a relationship with waitstaff, which I've been in restaurants. There, That is a common case. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the guy. He comes in here literally every day. He talks to the waitstaff. This is his environment. Is that what it's about? I, I've, seen, I've seen that like. But, I mean, it's it's... Half about that, and then half about that. Him and Helen Hunt, the art dealer, I think, in the movie. Yeah. So uh, anyway, like you know, I've just seen that environment where it's like you think you're building a family, in a sense. You think you're closer, right, to people than you are. So when his mom died, he took it pretty hard, and then about like three weeks later, he told somebody there who he thought he was very close with, somebody who works there, uh, who's a woman. And I think they'd all, he'd always been like flirtatious. He's a Vegas guy, uh, you know, who always is going to the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, you know, I'd marry you, like that sort of thing, you know? Right. Like, Looking good today. Yeah. Stuff so like that. After Stuff his, that dudes think are okay. After his mom died. But he also kind of had a phone relationship with, with at least one of the wait staff. Okay. Like, I think them just doing a kindness to yeah. be nice. This is a guy they see all the time. He's like, like oh, let me get sure. your. Well, it's also like yeah. probably what happened. Let me hey, let me get your number. I'll text you about that game. Yeah, and they're like, like it, sure. It's it's happened all the time. Yeah, yeah. So after his mom died, he told uh, this this hostess uh, that he'd see all the time that he was feeling suicidal. Uh huh. And she, rightfully so. Like if anyone tells you that and you're not you know super close that to them, close. and you're especially like who is this guy? You know, she she just kind of freaked out. Yeah. And, and she went to the police, and she said. Uh, this guy is always, you know, talking to us. I think he like is stalking us. You know, he's always on my Facebook and now he's telling me he wants to kill himself. I'm really scared. Yeah. You know, which is totally reasonable considering what happened in the story. He did shoot himself. Yeah. In public. In line. And that could have, and when I look at the story, I'm like, you know, it's like, I have a lot of empathy for this guy, but I'm also like, Hey man, like killing yourself in, in public. public with a gun and it, it's there's just, a revenge it's, element of that. It's, and it's just not so fair. far over the course of like. Well, it's tough too, though, because we so like people. you know we don't know the entire social situation there with him and them, but like we do know that he won a thing and mm-hmm. then just started going. So that's not 
an organic way that their friendships were built. <laughs> it's so weird to there. have to keep reading this this thing that he won was called like big time winner meal yeah. and it's like written in like fat font <laughs> right <laughs> it's like literally like the prize is well what i'm ridiculous. saying is that like he we talk on this show a lot about how if you're feeling suicidal talk to someone yeah and the first best person to talk to would be a loved one who understands you yeah. but we've gotten some messages from people and i've talked to people who are like my loved that. ones don't understand. Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable talking to them. And in that case, talk to a mental health professional, call a suicide hotline. But then the problem is I know what it's like to be depressed. And when you're there, like your perception of what's going on is definitely skewed, at least to the extent mm -hmm. that you think dying is the right yeah. course of action. So this guy reached out to who he thought he was com was comfortable with, yeah. and he was wrong, well, and that well, sucks. I know, yeah. As I look at this, it's like, wow, his his uh, worldview was really it, off. He was incorrect like, about his relationships. Like, you know, you That's should kind of start the anal self analyzation with like, well, I'm going to a buffet every day. Yeah, well, that's tough though when you're in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like I agree because it's like you know he thought it was best to reach out to the person he thought was closest to him, but it's like and then it just sent him further. No, I'm yeah, not blaming as, that as server saying, at all. Well, I'm saying like before you even get to a mental health professional, sometimes really take stock of who you actually are talking to in your life. Yeah, you right. You know, if you're like, I'm putting a lot of my anxieties and my depression on strangers, right. It's like you should you should either try and make those relationships stronger before you kind of like scare I'll be honest scare people right because it's a big undertaking to be a friend to somebody but or you should be with around people who are kind of like minded at, at first and get and kind of drop bad repeating behavior say going to a buffet every day instead of that engage in other interests expand your world expand your network Sure. I don't even care. Go to church. You know, it's like there's there's better things to be doing than but talking again, to a waitstaff. You're every day. totally right. <laughs> you but know? at the same time, yeah. it's just it's just tough. It's just tough to know. Yeah. And I think because like there's also the chance that he could have been going there, and they all did become his friends. Because mm -hmm. that's you know like in his have, mind, it was probably correct. Yeah. And in their minds, it wasn't. To he's his, just this himself, guy. He's like, this is the closest approximation to a friendship as I have right now. I guess it's, I think the thing I would say more is like, you know, if you find out that your perception of a social situation is wrong, mm -hmm. if you get anything out of me on this topic in your entire <laughs> life, please know this. Being wrong that someone is your friend is not the end of the world. I yeah, think that's yeah. really no, the big totally. thing there. Like, he found out that that person didn't mm -hmm. actually care about him. Right. And she is perfectly allowed to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he was so wrong that she was like, this has been creeping me out and I haven't known what to do about it. And now he told me about suicide. Like, that's yeah. okay on her part, too. Yeah. But knowing that, like, being wrong about a friendship, there are so many people... Just go somewhere else, and you will meet people that like you. You just will. <laughs> that, that's kind of my point. It's yeah. like it's like the world is is really big. Yeah, you know, and it's like sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, okay, where have I been putting my efforts? You know how I know that that's true because like I I for so long in my life had nothing good going. 
I didn't know what I was doing. I hated myself. Hmm, really? And I absolutely, man. And I kept myself in friendships that were toxic and they didn't really like me. They were mean to me because I thought they were the only friends that I ever have. Well, shut up, bitch, and for then, a second. Like, uh, uh, let me talk. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> jump in that pool. <laughs> No, I know, man. I've been there. My point is, like, the reason I say that is, like, I as I talk now, I know, like, it could sound if you're listening, you'd be like, "Well, it's easy. You have friends, and you're doing comedy, which you love." But uh, it wasn't like that. Wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. And then I like forced myself out of those situations, and I was like, "Oh wait." I didn't have to be hanging out with this. These mm-hmm. people literally go out of their way mm-hmm. to hang out with me. Yeah. They're, it's huge, man. It, to, yeah. to, to change your world identity, I honestly don't know how many times people have it inside of the, themselves to do it. You know, it's like, but I think it's something important to really take stock of. And when it's time to be like, I need to change my behavior. If I don't you're know. listening you and, gotta, and you gotta you're like, and you have ever found out that someone just wasn't a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Man, my heart goes out to you in such a huge way. It's so painful, and I've been there so many times. But I'm telling you, if you just go elsewhere, mm-hmm. it's weird. it was a weird revelation for me, and it happened for me in somewhere in my early 20s, where it was like, oh, it's just that you just got to find your people. And I just... Hmm. You know, and I even had my warp tour. A bunch of I had had good friends that I had then moved away from and then stayed in shitty yeah. relationships. But like the warp tour, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm saying this entirely correctly, but no, it sounds actually also your kind people. of like in keeping with uh, what I've heard. You know, you talk about you know your childhood having to move around a lot. I mean, it's Dude. like. I mean, I also would change schools a lot. One person not liking you doesn't mean everyone doesn't like you. That's I get, and yeah. I think that that's a big symptom of depression is thinking this thing in front of me is my whole world. Yeah. Um, so w- what happened with with John Noble in this case? Say it's like you know this person that he kind of was like my friend, the person I reached out to. So the police had to get involved because she was afraid, you know. So yeah. the police took him to a psychiatric facility for like 3 days. Sure, that's the mandatory. Yeah, and he like minimum. T- told people, you know, he's like, you know, I'm depressed, I'm suicidal. And they they're like, "Okay. Yeah, you are." They just what? didn't deal with it at wow. all. They just, you know, kind of like more like reaffirmed all of the depression and anxiety that he was currently going through. Right. Because he's being told, wait a second, I, I wanted to just tell my friend I was suicidal, and now the thing I won, I can't have anymore? So he kind of... And it was also his, like, socializing. Yeah, it be- he becomes fixated. Yeah. Now, this this is where he doubles down. This is Vegas, baby. <laughs> so yeah. he fucking doubles down on this shit where he's like... He tries to get legal representation. Oh, whoa. For like two, to get his buffet back. To get his buffet back. By the way, it's pronounced Buffett. <laughs> Dave, the valet takes you to the buffet. You go Dave. Eat, you eat at the buffet, and it's Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> Jimmy Buffet. I've had so many people write me in confidence and be like, Hampton, you are so right about valet. Is that true? I've had at least four people. <laughs> Why are you telling me that now? Because <laughs> I think it's funny to bring you down. <laughs> That's weird. And then I don't like it at all. Hey, you're bringing it up. You're bringing it up that I fucking got so mad about valet. <laughs> 
It wasn't that you got mad about it. Is that you? It's that you were mean about it. I was mean. You were like, "You're a but moron." Dave, I'm mean. <laughs> what are you not understanding? That's Vegas, baby. It's also funny. To, it's so funny that people wrote you, because like, it's the fact that Only it's not okay not, yeah. with you and those people that were both right is crazy. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, you don't have to tell me that these people are probably crazy. <laughs> You're so right. Literally not. You're I not heard right. a thing on a podcast that Dave did wrong, and now I'm furious. That's not what happened. This there. made me mad again. I'm pissed again. <laughs> I just hate being called stupid, especially when I'm just like You're clearly contributing. very smart. Yeah, I'm a fucking genius. That's the thing. That's why it makes me so mad. Dave's like flowers for Algernon, but the rat becomes like a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting smarter, you piece of shit. Yeah, what's wrong? I'm a rat. What's wrong with that? Yeah. (laughs) What he means is I have a huge ear on my back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying people can have the wrong perspective sometimes about things that are important. Um, So, okay, so... And then didn't he... We watched a video that was basically his suicide note. Yeah. And it was interesting. In the suicide note, it was him... His perspective was like, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. you're worried about your like work environment being weird, but this is a person's life. He kept saying, I how know. is it more valuable than a person's life? Yeah. He was so suicidal. This, this is like what I'm saying where he, he kind of doubled down. Yeah. Like with the, um, the two years where he was trying to get re- representation, two years. It, Whoa. It, uh, it's, you know, who, who knows you know, how sporadic that was, but when he kind of relays this information, it's, it's pretty sad. Cause he's like, you know, I found some people on Facebook who who were attorneys who were advertising. I hit, I hit them up. They had zero interest in my case, and it turns out they were all running for political office. Like it was just spam bots that he was like Whoa. interacting with and shit. And I was like, I am Ooh. seeking thirty thousand chicken wings and damages. <laughs> That's, okay, now we gotta talk. <laughs> the way the casino, I feel like they they must have had a PR department that anyone who wants to talk to the casino. Every casino has a PR department. Right. And they must have been like, this guy was mad he wasn't getting chicken wings. <laughs> like every, right. every article is like, man upset about buffet. Right. And yeah. like, it's not Clearly not really that. the thing. That I think- paints a picture that he like walked into the buffet and they were like, the buffet's closed. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he was really mad what he thought was his social sphere, his cheers. Was like suddenly ripped from him. Well, also like, like I was just like every episode of the show. Like, there's all sorts of reasons, and then also the person suffered from depression. Yeah, there for their entire yeah. life. <laughs> I basically, <laughs> I think when his mom died, he just never really was even properly able to deal with this the depression. Of yeah, that. because I think he uh, when I looked into it, he'd been taking care of his elderly parents for like the last like 20 years. Oh wow, he'd just been taking care of his parents. This guy and, you know, his like mom would come to, to the buffet. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 really like. Also, why I wanted to do this story was it's less. Um, it's like less famous. Yeah, he's this guy who it's it's borderline impossible to Wikipedia him. Wow, and it's like you know every news story about him is kind of like idiot kills himself at buffet because he couldn't get more buffet. <laughs> wow, and like literally, then every comment's like idiot. You know, like. They jump on it. And you should I almost... have to stand on a scale before you can buy a gun. 
<laughs> I feel like that's something to consider. Like if people have suicidal thoughts, you sometimes think, wow, everyone will then see. But it's like, no, honestly, sometimes they'll just write shitty articles yeah. about you and be like, Tubby thought he could get more buffet. Yeah, totally. He's wow. an idiot. <laughs> Daddy Donuts <laughs> yeah, kills exactly. himself. Exactly. That sucks. So he had, I mean, when we talked, we, we saw his, his video where he talked about his life and stuff. Here's where, again, it's doubling down on the depression and not yeah. getting help. He wrote a 270 page manifesto, you would call it, of just like, why I'm upset. And he listed a, a, a couple section of pages was called uh, a cur- the curse. He was like just cursing everyone who had wronged him. He was like, I'm going to die and here's my curse on you. So it, wow. it, it's really reaching Rick Perry, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> Alf. Uh, Orville Redenbacher. All of the snorks. <laughs> Dopey, sleepy, uh, happy. No, I was looking into that. I was rem- I was trying to look up. I didn't have time, but um, remember that cop like maybe a year ago who uh, killed other cops? You know, it was longer than that. Uh, Chris Dorner. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dorner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he like made a. The police were like, I th- felt like they were trying to really make him seem crazier than he was. Yeah, because he was crazy, but he was also trying to expose that the, the yeah. LAPD was just racist. Yeah, and then in the manhunt for him, they just shot up a truck full of two Mexican women that they thought they were like black person, Whoa. and they literally lit up two women. They fucking shot them. Whoa! In trying to catch Dorner, <laughs> who was like, "Yeah, they're racist," <laughs> and then they literally almost murdered two women. Whoa! <laughs> But the best thing is, like, when they were, like, looking him up afterwards, they were like, Dorner's manifesto. It was like a bunch of it were just his Facebook, you know, posts yeah. that the police compiled. And they're like, well, this is his manifesto. And it started this whole precedent of now they just they just grab everyone's Facebook posts whenever there's, like, an incident. And they're like, here's his manifesto. What? I didn't realize that. Yeah, they basically go, well, here's the rantings of an insane person. Right. So in Dorner's manifesto... There was just like one page that was just like top 10 hottest porn stars. <laughs> and he was like, no number way. one, Gianna Michaels. Uh. <laughs> like, which I love in this whole like, I'm going to kill police officers. I'm going to kill their family. Also, best titties, Gianna Michaels. Man, I'm going to jerk off, <laughs> then kill some cops. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, they grabbed that from his Facebook. Damn. <laughs> just to discredit him, make him seem more crazy. Which he was, but I mean, like, also the way that Dorner thing played out, do you remember? He was like in a cabin in the snow. They were a cabin in the snow and they <laughs> burned him alive. Oh my God. They that's set right. fire to the place. Whoa. Because <laughs> they said he would kill them if they, you know. So they just set fire to him, which I don't think they're allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's illegal. I think even if you're like, that guy's going to kill me if you I enter his house, you can't just burn their house. <laughs> Yeah, I love it so much. This guy's dangerous, so we threw him in a pit of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's two thousand fourteen. Yeah. It's kind of the Waco 13? thing where it's like they're gonna abuse children. Let's set fire to them. Yeah, totally. So he made this huge. Uh, John Noble made this two hundred seventy page uh, manifesto. He made a DVD of himself explaining it. Oh wow! And uh, he really you can goes, get it right now on Merge Records. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, special audio commentary by Bruce Willis and Paul Thomas Anderson. 
He actually teamed up with Paul Oakenfold, and it's an EDM album now. <laughs> Paul so, Oakenfold is a super dated EDM <laughs> reference, by the way. What's better, Zed, Marshmallow? <laughs> I guess it's like... Uh, I forget what I was trying to really say there. I don't know. You were saying something with stupid. the manifesto, <laughs> but it, it it's I guess. Oh yeah, now I remember. It's like I was as we were watching. I mean, again, I have a ton of empathy for this guy. Like he seems like someone who who needed to kind of get his life on track thirty years right before when he built up a series of habits that later all yeah. compounded to hurt he him. He talks about being bullied as a kid, yeah. and like some of his stories are like pretty brutal. Like this is a a normal dude. You'd look at him on the street and be like, that guy's just a... Yeah, he told a story in his normal DVD man. about running cross-country and then some kids waited for him while he was running cross-country and jumped him Just beat the shit school. out of him. Yeah, he did a couple stories about just be- getting the shit kicked out of him. Man. Which for me, it's like... I had like maybe a couple times where somebody like punched me in the face in like high school. I was never like kicked the shit out of No, him. me neither. You know what I mean? Like... And I already was. I was. I was never depressed attacked. out of my mind. I was with just that. like, dude. I was intimidated and <laughs> yeah. bullied, but it was never like beating you bloody ever. Yeah. Not so, one time. So this, tra- I don't want to say trauma, but this is the way he categor- categorizes it with with the casino, you know, being like, you can't talk to your friends anymore. You come on the site anymore, we'll arrest you. He was like, yeah. and it's he's like, it's the bullying all over again. Right. It's all the same stuff. You know, and like you could really see he was dealing with some like unresolved pain. Well, and he kept saying that was the moment where he said, this is a person's life. This is a person's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So to him, it was very obvious that he was on the verge and he needed like and I've man, I've been there. That feeling I've been, when I've been suicidal. I've been and, you know, I stayed there. Uh, um, but like when when I've been suicidal, the thoughts going through my head are I it's like some person or group of people like I need them to do this. Why won't they do that? Obviously I need their help yeah. and they just won't do it. Yeah, I know. And it's so much pain and like that's what was going through his head and it's so like twisted what's happening to you in your depressed brain and, and that like is, and as justi- someone else is doing it. As justified as you can feel in those instances, I mean, I really advocate like always taking a step back yes. and looking at the situation in, in its entirety because you know, it takes it takes two to tango. A lot of times there are situations where you're like, okay, what am I doing, you know? Yeah. So here's where it all kind of uh, spirals completely out of control. <laughs> Easter Sunday, 2015, two years of him trying to like, you know, legal battle this, Facebook posts, you know, the, the behavior is getting more aggravated and people are afraid of him. You know, suddenly he, he makes this this manifesto. He mails it off. And it'll be received by like the Las Vegas Review on Monday, but that Sunday, the day before Easter Sunday, he goes into the casino. Uh, well, before then, actually, he sets fire to his car. That's right in, in the a, parking, a parking lot, lot. which yeah. is very much like. And he had already mailed He's his like, manifesto. Oh man, it's like this is happening. You know, come hell or high water. So he sets fire to his car, walks into the casino, tries to get his free meal. At the at yeah. the buffet thing, and they're, they're like, like no. "No!" He pulls out a gun, shoots himself. People freak the fuck out. Like people don't know how to deal with that sort of thing. And like, sure, you know, we we've talked about you know totally ruined yourself. the Easter egg hunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really sucks? My daughter's dress got ruined. <laughs> Man. 
Well, that's what some people get. Hey, ca- noble, you got blood on my bunny suit. <laughs> this is the mafia guy that dressed up as the Easter bunny. And in three days, he rose again in fulfillment of the scriptures. Yeah. Man, obviously. So, yeah, people went nuts and they like, they fucking uh, stampeded out, right? And then some people got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. So people just didn't know what to do with it and uh, people were pretty freaked out. Wow. And, uh, you know, the, the casino offered grief Jesus. grief counseling to employees. I looked up a couple of, I mean, like his, his story is, you know, sad, but I also looked up, you know, some other Vegas stories and it's like, man, that town is dark. There's a t- couple of times where people just like, in the Luxor Casino, which just kind of has like this big open area inside of the casino yeah. as the floors go up and up. So it's like people have just thrown themselves off of there Whoa. all the time. Oh, my God. And one time, this this is so indicative of the time. <laughs> I, I wonder if I could find it, actually. This could be funny. But this, uh, it, it's not funny. It's really not funny. <laughs> A prostitute. <laughs> I'm going to keep laughing. <laughs> A prostitute with HIV jumped off and like exploded basically when they hit the buffet below in the Luxor. And basically at the time, I think this is like early nineties. They just were like HIV. So they just, they they demolished the entire buffet. They just, they were like, there's no way to tell if we've gotten rid of the, if we got AIDS in the potatoes. Jesus. That's yeah. insane. That to me was like, whoa, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> it's funny. Like, we think we're so uh, developed now. We're such fucking cavemen. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Um, no, man. And I mean, that that town, I mean, like, you know, you got to watch out, man. You're going to breed this sort of shit when you're like, okay, there's no clocks in the casino. Give people free drinks. There's no clocks. Hey, you, unlimited have, buffet. Hey, we're your no way now? of knowing no, what time it is because you never see the sun. Yeah. We just want your money. Yeah. There's no other reason that you And then here. here's another thing. You throw on top of it, yeah, like the vices being incredibly common. But then like when you're on the casino floor gambling, whenever you're gambling, all your drinks are comped. So they're getting you wasted and alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's drunk. Yeah. I mean here's so another dude, you, you get a lot of these cases. Two times. This is true. Two times I have gone to Vegas. Two of the four times. Met a girl, okay. liked talking to her, and found out she was a sex worker. What? Twice. <laughs> Dave. Twice. Dave, that means you're bad at flirting. That means several things. Yes. One of one. I'm a little fucking boy. <laughs> well, I'm like she likes me. Yay! Uh, <laughs> you're like floating on heart clouds. Yeah, totally. A woman. Will you be my Valentine? Um, but also like, oh shit, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's not like so. That's happened twice, dude. So they've come up to you and like giving you some like. Hey, yeah. Both was times it like, was it like that? I think it was both. No, both times it was a girl I hit on. You well, hit it was on. just like yeah. And then we talked, and then eventually, oh, wow. they were just like, the first one we started making out, and then she stopped me and was like, uh, "Here's my menu." Literally said menu. Holy shit. And I felt like that was not a fair business tactic. <laughs> I ordered um, from the kids. And the menu. second one, I talked to the. I was talking to a girl for like forty five minutes, and I was like, "Hey, would you want to? I don't know." Go hang out. 
I think uh, some version of that, some super cool guy you thing took like out that. A, a fucking um, gun, and you're like, "Suck my dick, or I'll kill you." Oh God, <laughs> Dave's Vegas. In fairness, it's like we're drunk at like four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, like, "Do yeah. you want to go get high or something?" Sure. And then she mood. was like, "You know that I'm a working girl, right?" God and I was damn. like, "I didn't know." And I told her, "I was like, this is the second fucking time this happened to me." <laughs> and she laughed about it, and she was like, "How is it not obvious to you?" She was really cool, and I was like, "Well, wait, I, what? I'm not gonna." pay to hook up sorry and she was like i get it how's it not (laughs) obvious to you yeah how would it have been obvious to you in your mind but that's the reason i bring it up actually is like that's just another way your interactions are fake in that place yeah absolutely (laughs) you're in a place where people are like they even want your money to like pretend to like you (laughs) Uh, yeah no i i absolutely agree and i think um you know that if you're dealing with a Mental health issues definitely don't move to Las Vegas as some sort of like you know residential tourist. Where you're like, I'm gonna gamble for a couple years. Yeah, Vegas, uh, you will for sure kill yourself. I have a very good that friend ha- who just moved there to gamble. Yeah, really. And he apparently, I know a I couple. He moved gamblers. back home in February. I need to talk to him. I hope he did because I yeah, yeah. When that move, it scared me. That ain't good, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a really fun app. Uh, yeah, Dave, super fun. Dave, uh, actually, uh, real quick, uh, talk more about the the cities you're going to be going to here. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going all over the U.S. It's like basically, I'm going through like the Denver area, and then through the Midwest out to New York City, and then back to L.A. through the South, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona. Damn. I'm not doing the Pacific Northwest on this tour, but I am doing a run in the Pacific Northwest in the fall. That's why I didn't include it in this run. Uh, and you know and what's I crazy really... is I have more credits than you. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, insane to me. <laughs> I um, first of all, I'm down to help you, uh, give you any help no, on how to do it. No, but it is hard. It's very um, hard to figure out. I just I really to am be an idiot. good at mapping shit out and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a, literally an idiot. But here's another thing. We're just, we're gonna do a Suicide Buddies tour at some point. Yeah, we will. But this, so, this is the setting the groundwork. Dave's basically going across the United States, except for the Pacific come North, see me. Northwest. Guys, you have opportunities to buy tickets. Go to DaveToTheRoss.com. Thank you. And please buy some tickets. Almost none of the shows are in comedy clubs too. They're all in like yeah, weird fucking cool bombed venues. out basements. I love all of them. So that's so um, great, man. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. <laughs> All right, Hampton. guys, uh, go check that it out. That was a really good episode, man. Thanks, man. Hope you guys got something out of it. Hope you guys uh, take care of yourselves. Yeah, and, uh, stay alive. appreciate all the please. emails and all the reviews, and uh, take care, folks. Thank you. Hey, folks, this is Hampton here, and I know that Dave and I tend to make a lot of jokes about suicide, and we don't take it that lightly, actually. We really would prefer if you needed any sort of help that you would reach out to some sort of professional who could help you, because we are poorly equipped to do such. We would recommend that you would call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They honestly do incredible work. They will talk to you and they will hear you. We want you to stay with us. So thank you.